Hey there and welcome to the Big Apple School Podcast. My name is Sam. And this is Mike. And today we're asking what's the crack about construction. So we're going to ask what it is, uh, who decides what to build. I mean, where do those buildings come from that we see? Uh, how many? So we're going to ask questions to kind of raise awareness about bridges, culverts, buildings. Where do they come from? How many have we been involved with in our lives? Uh, what kind of different types of construction there are? I'm going to share a little bit of knowledge about that. Nothing too extreme, nothing too uh, technical. We'll talk about forces, a little bit maybe about materials, about the problems with buildings and bridges. Um, we will ask who is better, an architect or an engineer, and talk maybe a little bit about our favorite structures, bridges or buildings or whatever. So all good? Good all, the, good. all good in the hood. Yeah, but I got a question for you. Sam. Uh-huh. What really? actually, you know, when we say construction, what does that actually mean? Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, who gets to decide what to build and what to do with it? Uh huh. Okay, so construction is, of course, a big industry. There are multifaceted. That's right. Mostly multifaceted. Yeah, it's a confusing. You've got, yeah. So you've got builders, you've got um, civil engineers, you've got roads that need to be constructed, and they aren't just thrown down. It isn't just one layer. It's there are min- multiple layers to them. You've got roads, you've got buildings, and of course there are buildings that are purely for living in, but there are also buildings for for different purposes, for governments, for government buildings. There are bridges which have to be thought of carefully. Uh, There are lots of things that have to be thought of, and there are lots of different elements in that. You've electrical stuff, mechanical stuff, all kinds of weird and wonderful stuff goes into you know, I, you know, I was in Seoul just before arriving here mm-hmm. to Novosibirsk, mm-hmm. and um, they've built an airport on a man-made island, mm-hmm. and they've decided to interconnect it to yeah. Seoul with a huge bridge. Yeah. Now, I've always been a big fan of you know long, long bridges. I've always wondered yeah. the engineering that goes into those things, how to make yeah. it stable. You know, uh-huh. let's see. I mean, what's what goes into building a bridge? Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what, what I worked. Uh, mm. Back way back when, if you like, I worked in a civil engineering mm. office, and we were involved in roads and bridges, and work for the government. And what what I maybe didn't realize prior to that was that it's a team. Mm. It's it's not only civil engineers, and it's there's a lot of it is civil engineers, and they're mm. figuring out the calculations and what problems it might have and what best configurations and balancing cost and benefit on all kinds of thoughts. I mean, years and years of work going into it, but it's not just civil engineers, but they're supported by technicians. I was a technician on AutoCAD, an AutoCAD manager as well. And they're supported by those guys. They're they're supervised. There's There's finance. I mean, who finances it? So it's a big, big decision and a lot of years of work go into that, and I'm sure that there was quite a few. There were quite a few years involved in that bridge that you're speaking, Incheon Bridge, I think it's called. Incheon Bridge, yes, correct. And I've looked into it a little bit because you've spoke to me about this. Yeah, and, that's huge. And it's not yeah. just one bridge. Yeah. I mean, you can look at it. There's several different uh, structures involved, and mm-hmm. it's there are different elements to it. And there's a, you know, there's the bigger parts, but also there's the road leaning up to it. 
Oh yes, and you yes. know it, it would have been, of course, done in stages and, mm. and designed in stages, and mm. um, the route would have been planned. All sorts of things that you wouldn't, a normal person wouldn't uh, realize automatically goes into this. Yeah, this whole stuff. So it's really, it's very. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to scare anyone. It's very technical, but at the same time, it's not done by just one person. So it's not like one Einstein kind of person sitting there. I know what this will be. I know what we'll do here. Well, it's, it's a group. It's a team effort. You know what really surprised me about that Incheon Bridge was they've actually blocked the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, from that part used to be where the sea used to pass. Okay, and they blocked that out, so you actually see fields of mud uh-huh. essentially, and okay. you see a little bit of water coming in, but it's not thing to threaten the bridge. So my okay. guess is that movement of the water and the currents yeah. really threaten the integrity of a bridge. Absolutely. Well, well, I'd like to talk about that because we—that is one of the weaknesses of bridges. But we'll maybe talk about that a little bit later. No worries. But Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Sydney obviously has a huge bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically, we call it the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, yeah. And it's—it was constructed over well over a hundred years ago. Uh huh. Yeah. And when it was built, um, a few people died building it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it it took many years to do that. It was done in sections, as you say. And. when it was built, it was considered a technological marvel. Yeah. 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 Um, and some say, I've heard some engineers say that it cannot be replicated today. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that true? Surely. Um, well, not not being super familiar with it, yeah. I, I think that uh, it would depend on the materials that were used because maybe some of the methods, mm. uh, sometimes some of the methods and the skills involved mm. are lost. Uh, oh uh, really? Yeah, especially like mm. some of the, I mean, older, old, much, much older style, or mm. uh, there was some skill involved, or maybe mm. you know if it's some special kind of metal, like rather than what we tend to use nowadays is iron mm-hmm. for different constructions, uh, iron and uh, of course other materials, reinforced concrete is very popular, mm-hmm. and and ste- iron. Uh, Sorry, steel, steel is popular. Yes. Whereas in the past, it was maybe cast iron or special, mm. you know, different types of iron. And those materials are not used so much now, or not used at all, maybe now. Actually, so, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. Sydney Harbour Bridge, mm-hmm. if you look at it from the surface, it does look like um, cast iron. Mm-hmm. It does not actually look like steel. Right. So maybe they that reinforced it over the years with it's more steel possibly. beams. But yeah. overall, it's got this black cast iron look to it. Yeah, it's yeah. quite possible. I've seen the picture, but to be honest, I haven't researched it. So mm. but I would suspect it could be because it's materials mm. that involved some skill in mm. creating that aren't. It's fallen out of. It's fallen out of fashion and use, if you like. I it's see. not. It's not like. Um, it's not to say that the uh, shape couldn't be replicated mm. and the form and mm. the, the how it functions couldn't be replicated, mm. but maybe the actual use of the materials is not. I see. It's different now. It's different now. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's, I just find that um, the bridges are really, really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, um, buildings, bridges are the, aren't the only thing that's remarkable for me. I mm-hmm. love architecture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially, yeah. I find so much great architecture in Novosibirsk. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't like it, the locals, yeah. but I love them. I love seeing yeah. it. Um, have you been to, you know, like the buildings? <laughs> I mean, what's your thoughts right. on the buildings? So, I, I really love the old Soviet style building construction, but I don't know about right. you. What's your opinion on buildings? I, I appreciate um, the Novosibirsk. 
Belen Theater, theater building, oh, yeah. Novat, it's Novat, called, yeah. and uh, I I love the dome. Uh, it's it's guy it's great inside, but I I like it outside. They, it's quite imposing, mm-hmm. nice big structure, lovely dome, mm-hmm. and for me that kind of form with curves and strong lines and everything is it's fantastic. I I am a even though I mean I worked in civil engineering, so it's not most of the time civil engineering is not concerned with buildings, although there is that side of it too. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, a lot of civil engineers not buildings, although it can be. Uh, so I don't know, or I haven't had a lot of experience with architecture per se, mm. uh, but I appreciate good architecture. I like. see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, every day I go into some building mm-hmm. and I see things I've never seen where I grew up. Mm-hmm. It's almost like sometimes it's in a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Any, any, any interesting buildings you've been to there? Um, so... What, what I what I would point out is, or what I want to say is to people is that bridges and culverts are everywhere, and and architecture is everywhere too. I mean, and I think that we are kind of blinded by, especially if you're living in a big city or a town, or even when you're going through the countryside, you will cross a bridge mm-hmm. or a culvert, which might be buried or partly buried. Or you will you will walk past a building and you won't notice it because there's just so much happening. Mm. And like back when I uh, used to go and inspect bridges, I used to go out and out onto the onto the road, mm. and you would literally drive over two, three, four, five culverts or bridges mm. without really thinking about it. I see. And, and unless you're actually conscious of it, you'll miss the architecture, you'll yeah. miss the bridge, you'll miss the culvert. Um, and maybe you should take a little time to appreciate it. Well, I mean, architecture uh, being art, mm-hmm. and art has to be appreciated in detail. Mm-hmm. Art is all about detail. If you just yeah. have a look at it with one glimpse, yeah. you're never going to be able to appreciate that art. That's well, what I believe. I know? think so. But th- then on the flip side, mm-hmm. I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, mm-hmm. but there are bridges, there are buildings that are mm-hmm. function rather than beauty. That's true, and um, that's, that's where architecture is a little bit different from the other arts because mm-hmm. it serves a, you know, a practical function. It's it must, very, as it well as must an aesthetic be practical. Yeah, yeah, as well as an aesthetic be. beauty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I always wondered, you know, like what kind of construction, what types are there for these bridges mm-hmm. and buildings, and right. how they actually work in sort of engineering principle? You know, ah, right. So this is where I hope I can educate you as yeah, best I can. Do. So uh, as far as so, I'll look at a little bit more from bridge point of view, but we can relate it to to architecture too. Mm-hmm. So in in bridges, there is a wonderful thing called an arch bridge, mm-hmm. um, and it's it takes the form of a circle, if you like, um, although it's three dimensional, of course. And what what it does is when pressure is put pressed down on one point, mm-hmm. it one that one point starts to press into the other points, and if you like it, it supports each other. It's got that it's a wonderful natural shape. This arch that when you press it, it all kind of pushes back to, yeah. at you. And domes as well. If yeah. you're thinking more about architecture, a dome, mm-hmm. it's a kind of self-supporting because one piece of it, if you look at it, mm. if you just think of, if, try to visualize one piece, one piece is pushing down on all the other pieces. Mm. And they are in turn kind of pushing back, if you like. Mm. So it's a kind of self-supporting structure with the forces coming down 
things pressing down on it, even just gravity, it's kind of holding its own, if you like, and it's all, each of the parts are working together to hold it up. I think the Romans were one of the first people to use that, that mm. principle. It's, um, a, it's a quite a, it's yeah. about 3,000 years old, maybe. Yeah, well, I think so. I think yeah. they were originally taught by people called the Etruscans. And I think they used, right. I mean, domes is one of them, the arches, one mm -hmm. of them. I think they used something called a keystone technology. Uh -huh. Keystone is the top middle part. That's right. Yes. Right. And once you have that in place, it's, as I say, it's pushing down on both mm. sides yes. of the arch. Yes. And they're in turn like kind of pushing back. So it's a self-supporting kind of system. So what happens without, if you don't put a keystone? If you take a keystone, it doesn't work. It actually collapses the, under its it, own weight. Without the keystone, yeah. it, it doesn't function. It, it actually doesn't stand yeah. up. Because, right. yeah, if you take one piece out of that arch, yes. um, it'll start to collapse, it'll start to fail. Uh, I see. So this is where it can be quite fragile. Well, That's yes, it, yes, yes, it can be. So if a one key, could be. one key structure is damaged mm -hmm. or yeah. you know, whatever, it can actually collapse yeah. the whole thing. So what I what I yes. did and what you need to do is inspect them. Uh, I've uh, seen it. I've seen yeah. that. I have seen it you at Novosibirsk train station, mm -hmm. the big one, the teal colored one, mm -hmm. where there was this guy, young man, yeah. with an atten with a couple of attendants from the train station inspecting yeah. everything from the door yeah. into the grills out of the yeah. floor. And I was thinking, what is he doing? Yeah. And I think I think that's yeah. what he was doing. He was yeah. checking the structural integrity mm -hmm. of every nook and cranny Absolutely. of that train station. Because you, you've got all those little parts. Yeah. Oh, beams, okay. So yeah. I want to, I'm not, not quite finished yet. So yes. beams mm -hmm. uh, running from one support. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a pier, maybe it's a wall, mm -hmm. um, something that's supporting. Yeah. And of course, two things, of course. Mm -hmm. And you've got a beam running between that. And then of course, it's quite simple print principle. You put something on top of that beam and it'll support it. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing drastic about that. But beams, uh, of course, are very, very popular construction, simple. Um, simple stuff like that. Mm. Trusses. Do you know what trusses? Actually, I don't. Basically, it's triangles. Mm. If you want to boil it down, it triangles. Triangles. So, okay. so if you think of shapes, if you mm. want to look at construction from a shape point of view, we've got mm. circles or mm. semicircles. Mm. That's your arches. I see. And triangles. Mm. And they are quite similar in principle in that if you press on one point, mm -hmm. the other points kind of push back. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a self-supporting idea. Mm -hmm. So trusses are essentially triangles. They're often made from steel mm -hmm. uh, or cast iron if they're mm -hmm. older bridges. And so they kind of support, if you, they're a wonderful shape to support. I see. Triangles. And circles. And bridges semi, are semi often made of all these shapes yep. in combination. Not just bridges, but you'll see them in buildings. Too. Buildings too, okay, mm -hmm. both. Um, you know, talking about structural integrity, mm -hmm. um, when I was in university learning physics, mm -hmm. they showed us what oscillation mm -hmm. can actually have effect on bridges, what sort of effect right. oscillation can have. And they showed this old video, sorry, old film clip uh -huh. of a bridge, um, the winds caught the right oscillation and, right. and the vision the basically it started acting what's called torsion force uh -huh. onto the bridge right and eventually oh, lovely technical yeah yes yeah. and eventually um basically the bridge collapsed it yes. was a big bridge but it just collapsed right. it didn't even seem like a, a high high force wind right. it didn't seem like high force winds yeah. were affecting it yet with enough frequency and vibration they mm -hmm. were saying that these things can actually 
Yeah, but yeah. Um, that's before they figured out certain engineering principles to make it stable. Mm-hmm. So, can you run through a little bit about that? What sort of forces affect bridges, okay. and how do we, yeah. you know, combat these things? So, there are four main ones: mm. compression, mm-hmm. which is basically push, mm-hmm. pushing down, or pushing across, or pushing together, or whatever. So, compression is a thing, mm-hmm. and tension, which is basically bending. Mm. Right, if you. Uh, think of a ruler and you try to bend it, unless it's a very special ruler, it will break eventually. Mm. Uh, there is torsion, which you mentioned, which is basically twisting. Yeah. And it can happen for various reasons. It can happen because of wind. Mm. It can happen because of some other push from the side mm-hmm. or from above or whatever. Uh, shear is another thing, which is basically when you cut, mm. cut down or through a structure. And um, it's interesting what you say is, um, I believe it's the Millennial Bridge, it's a footbridge in London. Mm, I think that was it. Yeah. 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 Um, it, they built it and they, I mean, they, they did a very good job in mm. one sense, mm. but they didn't consider, uh, which is probably not, not something that's often considered or wasn't mm. often considered. They didn't consider the fact that it swayed Mm. And people started to move to the kind of rhythm of this sway. Right. And that had a negative effect on the bridge. Right. And, and what do you have to think about structures? You have to think about the wear and tear. You have to think mm. about not just these forces like pushing, bending, twisting, cutting, all of these kind of things. Sounds like a mm. Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, it does, the, yes. The ends. But you also have to think of this is happening regularly. This is happening. You have to think about the frequency of this kind of forces as well. Not just how much and how strong it might be, Mm. but the fact that it can wear down the bridge. Is that term in English we use entropy? And uh, we right. So it's it's the idea. Well, the idea is that Mm. you've not just got a truck, or you've not just got people walking on Mm. a structure, but you've got maybe multiple. Yes. Multiple trucks or multiple people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got books. Mm-hmm. Books are very heavy mm-hmm. if you're thinking of a library. So it's necessary to think when you're designing, building a structure, mm-hmm. to think about what will, think of practically, mm-hmm. about what will actually happen mm-hmm. throughout its life. What will be the worst effect? Well, I think I guessed previously water obviously must have right. a huge force on it. But so, I mean, what are some of the other problems for yeah. buildings and bridges? You know? So what, what interested me when I started to get into uh, inspecting bridges and learning about uh, how they're built and what negative effects, water, something as simple as water mm. is like a destructive force. And I mean, yeah. I guess it's not a super surprise, but the, the, this, the sort of... Uh, uh, philosophy of that idea, you know, the the simplicity of that, just something that we need every day. Mm. We need water to drink, to clean, whatever, can have such a destructive force. If you've got a flood, mm. uh, your arch bridge, if it's pushed by a flood and stones are removed, which mm-hmm. they can be, mm-hmm. then it starts to lose its its strength and it starts to collapse. Mm. And there are many arch bridges which are, have stood for years and years and years, decades, maybe hundreds of years, mm. but a flood has come and taken parts out of it and it's collapsed. I think I've seen a video of that. I think mm-hmm. the Bali, there was a, uh, in Bali about 10 years ago or so, there was a yeah. big flood. Yeah. And you actually see tourists filming with the videos and it just comes in and just knocks yeah. everything. Yeah. And it's not, even, it's not even a huge flood. 
It's right. just, it's, as you say, low level. Mm-hmm. But it just sweep through the bridge, uh, yeah. the, the village, and it just wiped yeah. it clean. And another thing is that mm. water can carry salt and other oh, harmful chemicals I see. inside a structure. I see. It can be a building, it can be a bridge, and it can carry it inside to it, mm. inside it. And often in bridges and structures, you have uh, steel, mm. uh, either inside or outside, or, mm-hmm. and it will carry it in. And, and of course, it'll have uh, it'll start to rust either mm. inside or outside mm. a bridge or a structure. And that, of course, is rust is generally thought as bad, and it is bad. It is bad. So water me. water carries that too, and it might be dripping through cracks. Mm-hmm. It might be a very slow process. Mm-hmm. It could be also water plus cold plus what. Plus a cycle of wet and wet and dry, wet and dry, mm-hmm. or cold and hot, cold and hot. So mm-hmm. uh, the elements, if you like, um, it can be freezing as well. If you got water that goes into a crack, and when it freezes, it expands, and that's of course going to expand that crack. So you're going to water alone can destroy a structure if you just leave it alone. Really, water alone will do it. It's through the corrosion? If, I mean, it, it's not going to happen overnight. Right. But if you leave it long enough without maintenance, without any attention, really? water alone could get into areas, cracks, and any kind of area, and it will destroy a bridge. Wow. It has that potential. It has that potential. Yeah. Wow. Over time. Over time. Over time. Okay, so let's say the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, mm-hmm. even if there's no current, mm-hmm. basically, if you leave it long enough without maintenance, Yeah. Absolutely. It was just no matter what the scale you got. Is, I mean, yes. what what water and if it's salt water or seawater or whatever, mm-hmm. it gets especially if you've got a bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll get into there, and because of the differences, it's not a uniform mm-hmm. structure. It's not a uniform shape. Mm-hmm. Water will start to sit in mm-hmm. certain areas, and it will rust. I see, and that's where rust often affects the most. I see. What are yeah. some of the other forces? Uh, wind. Mm-hmm. Can often, especially if it's a very big, very tall structure, mm-hmm. wind can. You have to absolutely think of that. If it's mm-hmm. a smaller, if it's a smaller bridge or a smaller building, it, you don't have to think of it as much. But mm-hmm. if you're starting to build big, mm-hmm. like your your South Korean bridge to the yeah, airport, yeah. Yes. you really have to think about wind. I see. Um, what happens at times, interestingly, as well, is if you've got a bridge, especially if it's a low bridge. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe an older bridge because mm-hmm. generally old, newer bridges are built that bit taller, and it's thought of. But there are quite a lot of arches and lower bridges which are hit by lorries and trucks. I see. And so you've got impact to think of. I see. For your Korean bridge, they have thought of being hit by ships. Ah, yes. They had to yes. think of that. Yeah, because it's a trading nation. Um, yes, we, right. yeah. yeah, and they had to... By the way, if you're talking mm. about a big bridge like that, they mm. have to think about a channel to allow ships through. Uh, they have to. They, they, have must. To. they must. They have to think about the width. Mm-hmm. They have to think about the height. Mm-hmm. And they also have, they have also thought about impact. Because a ship... Even if, even if you... You don't assume that a person in charge of ship is sensible. Mm. Even though... 99% of them absolutely are. Mm. You assume that it's going to be hit. And you have to think, right, what will happen? What can, What is going to happen to this bridge if it does hit? Mm. How can I stop that from happening? Because I don't want my bridge to fall down. Mm. Or my building or whatever. 
Mm. Well, one of the things I noticed in Sydney Harbour,、yeah. um, we always have big cruise ships, you know,、yeah. these Norwegian cruise ships and whatnot, and they、right. are massive. Yeah, I think some of these are like a kilometer long. Right. I think. Wow. And basically, they're always docked at Sydney、yeah. Harbour to、right. take on passengers because、right. Australians are huge, huge、um, travelers on on those cruise ships. Right. Right. And basically,、um, I w- and they're always under. The Sydney、yeah. Harbour Bridge, and a、yeah. part of me always thinks, as they go by, as they go under it, I'm thinking, will it hit the bridge?、Uh-huh. Will it? But it never quite hits the bridge, <laughs> right? There's, well, there's a safety margin they've always yeah. considered. Yeah. And but a part of me thinks these things are massive. They're as big as、yeah. oil tankers. Some of these things, if、yeah. they hit Sydney Harbour、if、Bridge, hit, it, it be, as big as the、yeah. Sydney Harbour Bridge is,、yeah. I can tell there's going to be fatalities no matter、right. what.、Mm-hmm. Well,、uh, it should, it should have been thought of. And I,、mm. I assume that it has been thought has of been, in the case、mm. of just some of the older bridges. It, well, it's because some of the older bridges,、mm. life has changed. I see. And trucks and lorries have got bigger. That's right. Traffic has、That's、got、right. bigger. So, but as long as、uh, the, the a newer bridge, it will have been thought of. What? How high do we need to make it?、Mm-hmm. And as long as those、uh, boats and ships that are going under it don't、mm-hmm. change,、mm-hmm. then the bridge will be suitable for it. I see. Mm-hmm. And you know,、um, I mean, basically, the question I've always had、mm-hmm. is, you know, architect. Yeah. There's an architect who draws it up. In my、yeah. knowledge, right? Basically, my common day knowledge is、right. that architect draws up the plans, makes、yeah. it aesthetically pleasing and functionally viable.、Uh-huh. But then there's the engineer. Right. I don't know what he does. What's、uh-huh. the difference and, and、okay. what's 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 the distinction between those two? Right.、Um, so there's a joke among engineers, and I, maybe it's not very fair. But there's a joke that the architect designs something, you know, draws it up, does a sketch, gives it to the engineer, and after he's picked himself up from the floor after laughing,、mm-hmm. he starts to tell the architect what he can actually do, what、I、he、see. can actually give him. And、uh, I don't. I think it's unfair because that's an engineer joke. That's not an architect right, joke. Right. Right.、Uh, I. I but basically, it, it explains what the two are. So an engineer. Is a practical kind of guy,、mm. and he thinks about the calculations, about the forces coming down, and what need what is needed to push up against those forces. I see how to balance the forces、mm-hmm. so that a a structure stays standing.、Mm-hmm. And he is a very practical person, but unfortunately, and it's not always true, but unfortunately, an engineer doesn't care much. Often, doesn't care much about how it looks. And that's that's not true for every engineer. It's not true for every project. In fact, many projects look fantastic.、Mm. Uh, but often, an engineer is is compelled to think about the practicalities, about cost, and isn't too concerned about the aesthetics.、Mm. And that's not not to say that it's completely out of his、uh, out of his mind, but it's often not the focus and not the priority. And the client who's financing the project will make the decisions on on. Often the client makes the decision on what he wants and how it looks,、mm-hmm. and so the engineer is more employed to think about will this work, and to tell the client like this: this is here are your options, here here are some options,、mm-hmm. and here are the costs associated. And the client often makes the decision. An architect is often、mm-hmm. focused more on the aesthetics. And that's not to say that an architect is not practical. It's not to say that he can't do calculations, 
but often he often the two will work together to be honest mm. and the architect will help more with the aesthetics I see. and he his focus will be on the aesthetics mm. whereas the engineer will look at the practicality the the calculations mm. and what can stand and what can't stand and how to maybe the engineer will best way to explain it is the engineer will try to visual try to put into practice the vision of the architect what he wants to see because he's he is often uh, employed to make something look fantastic to make something uh, become a kind of icon or a symbol of a country or a town mm. whereas the engineer is just like well will it work and how can we put that vision into practice So um, basically, the engineer is the unsung hero. Of the, you um, talked about this being a teamwork, right? Yeah, this, this whole yeah. building business. I yes. think it can often, especially in big iconic projects, it can often be attributed solely to one person, and that's unfair. But they do that, though. I mean, I know it, this from it does, you know like Sydney Harbour. It's a, yeah. it's a. I think it's a human thing to yeah. to attribute everything to kind of one hero, and we want our heroes. You know, it's easy. Yeah, it's simple. I mean, the yeah. first man on the moon. Yes, right, yes. Neil Armstrong. But what about the second man, Buzz Aldrin? And what about what about the guy who piloted? He didn't get to step on the moon, but without mm. him, that's right. What Michael we'll Collins? Never, would have never got there. Michael Collins. I mean, I've never even heard of the guy until right, you told it to me. Right? Yeah. So um, I didn't even know he existed. It's a kind of, to be honest, it's a kind of generic name. Because yeah, there's it another, is a very, it is a very. Is there yeah. an Irish Michael Collins? Uh, there is. The there is. Yeah. There's yes. a history, a more historic, um, yes. a more historic figure, Michael Collins. Uh, mm. Now, um, like for example, like Sydney um, Opera House, mm. an icon of Sydney. Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers the architect behind that, right? But nobody, nobody ever says anything about the it engineer. Was, and and it was a team. It wasn't just one That's architect. Right. It was it was a team. That's right, and uh, yeah. And what are some of your favorite structures? Um, well, so I uh, talk about style. Yeah. Is I like uh, as far as architecture, I like older styles. I'm not a fan of mm. a lot of glazed, you know, a lot of windows. Mm. I'm not a fan of it, and I think that it's. I mean, it can look good, but I think it can heat a building too much as well. Mm. Um, I am. I like Victorian architecture, oh, coming from the UK, maybe. Yeah. But it's it's quite popular actually in many of the cities, and I like it. What? This older style, and I also like Gothic too. I see. And it's maybe uh, it, it's a personal thing, of course. But I like these old gar- gargoyles and things. I'm, I'm a lover of Batman. You might have guessed. Uh, okay. Yeah. And 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 Gothic is, of course, connected with that. And maybe maybe it's just a whole holistic thing. But but I I like uh, the use of stone. Mm-hmm. And I love the use of arches. I think, mm-hmm. I think not only is the arch practical, but it is beautiful. And what are the materials used for these sort of right? So to know? talk, so talk about the materials. Yeah. Um, we mentioned the forces about pressing forces, con- compression, mm-hmm. and bending forces, tension. Mm-hmm. And these are some of the these are the two main forces that you should consider. Um, there are others too, of course, but one material that's quite good that adapts to those needs is reinforced concrete mm, okay. and those who don't maybe know much about bridges and construction will not realize that it's not just one lump of concrete mm. your walls are not just concrete uh, which is your cement and your stone right it's not just that that water plus the cement plus your paste mm. your cement paste and and the stone thrown in it is it often 
If it's a, especially if it's a serious building, if it's a, even if it's a wall, it will have steel inside. Yes. These steel rods, yes. and that's called. It's often called rebar mm-hmm. or reinfor- It's reinforced steel, mm-hmm. and these are of different shape, different diameters, mm-hmm. um, and they they're calculated very carefully based on what is pressing down or pushing that structure. Oh. The steel is very good in bending. It's very good in the tension. Yes. So those rods are there to stop it from bending mm-hmm. and break, and, this, mm-hmm. and yes. in the end it will break. Mm-hmm. The concrete is excellent in pushing in the compression. Mm-hmm. So those two complement each other. They work together like right. kind of a friend. That makes sense because I always thought that they put uh, the steel beams inside concrete mm-hmm. because I thought originally because the half-life, so the degradation rate of mm-hmm. the concrete was approximately the same as steel inside. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. They no. say they're complementing different types of yeah, forces. It's different forces. I see. And right. it can, uh, back to the water, if, mm. if the water gets in, it can rust that reinforcement, unfortunately. I and see. then it can start to break the concrete. Break so, they, right. so while they complement each other, they can also work against each other. I see, too. I see. So this is why so maintenance is so Maintenance, necessary. inspection. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got reinforced concrete. You've got steel, pure steel just, and iron we mentioned. Mm. You can have a combination of those. Mm. You can put wood, you can use wood, but mm. not for too many, not for serious. Steel, uh, sorry, stone can also be used too. But, but you've got all of those different things and um, there are benefits and to each of them. But, uh, yeah. I see. So that was the crack about construction. Thank you very Did much. Did you like that? I think I learned Did a learn? lot about construction. Great. So we, we talked about uh, what kind of, um, what is construction and who is involved. It's, it's a team. It's not just one person. We talked about the different types of structures you might meet as you walk down the street without even thinking of it, without even being conscious. We spoke a little bit about different types of structures that there are in the world, the forces that act on them, uh, some problems we mentioned those, materials as well and who is better or (laughs) what's the difference between an architect and an engineer and a little bit about favorite style just just a little bit so guys girls that was the crack about construction